0: We trying to run them numbers up, y'all. You want to help grow the brand? Subscribe to the YouTube right now. Be the first to check out new episodes of Taste and Notes from the Streets, our fire visual and event series where we pair our favorite foods from the hood with different wines from around the world. I mean, if you're only listening to the podcast, you're only getting half the fun. So subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. One. This is a moment in wine and hip-hop. Brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip-hop at the highest level. Wine and hip-hop, Yo. wine and music. Yo. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. the Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos, because I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones, and we are definitely fresh off an Infinity Stone. I'm still hype. I'm still tired. We just closed out the wine and hip hop festival. Still on our French takeover. I got so much fire content for y'all. It's a great time to be alive and it's a great time to be in wine and hip hop. Yo, like we really brought the whole wine and hip hop world together in like high levels and in niche places. It was so dope. We'll get into that. You definitely want to hear more about that. So check out the recap podcast, which also dropped in this episode. I'm here with one of our festival sponsors, the owner of Chateau Le Mascarone, my brother, four-time NBA champ, Tony Parker. Yeah, finals MVP Tony Parker. Teardrops to had your ass crying Tony Parker. Still on that French takeover, but this time I'm with Tony and his wine guy Nicolas Gadasso, for lunch at two Michelin-star restaurant La Reserve in Paris. Tony is such a cool, down-to-earth guy. It was really interesting to hear what brought him into the wine business. You know, it's real easy to think he was just jumping on the wave with a whole NBA wine thing. But when you listen, you'll hear that Tony's really been plotting his entry into the wine business for a little while. And I noticed that he's using some of the same fundamentals that he learned in basketball and wine, like building a strong team. Leaving the interview, the main thing that I walked away with was just being so impressed with Tony's business acumen, his passion to express his vision. Whether it's through basketball, music, giving back, wine, you name it, bro is doing big things, man. So to Tony and the entire La Mascarone team, thank you guys for believing in the wine and hip-hop vision, the wine and hip-hop dream, sponsoring us for the Wine and Hip-Hop Festival. I hope you guys have as much fun listening to this episode as we had recording it. Without further ado, my brother, Tony Parker.
1: So I just want to say welcome. That's right. ah. oh, welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Go. Welcome, welcome to uh, my country, to my city. And uh, we're going to drink some good stuff today. You know what? That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So, right now, we're drinking the champagne, one of the property that uh, I invested in. It's called Jeeper. And it's a blanc de blanc, this one. So, all Chardonnay. So Six months and FU, Burgundy FU. Exactly.
2: All the Chardonnay for Jeeper.
1: All the. So, this one's got a good story. Why it's called Jeeper? It was during the war. It was an American who saved the one who owned the property, saved him, brought him back to his property in a jeep, <laughs> brought it back because he was wounded. And as a honor to him, called then uh, the champagne jeeper. Yo, that's so he's got an American uh, American story into it. True story. Wow. I can show you everything they got the jeeps still and the the property. They still have the yeah. 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 When you, yeah. Go, down, yeah. When you go down and everything. I don't know, about the blood stain. I, I, you know what? I, I they w- called the wolf. They got. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: want to tell y'all that was how it got
1: out there. <laughs> no, no, true story. During the war. True story. So next time we'll, we'll do a uh, episode two, yeah. this one is episode one. We'll do episode two. Yeah. <laughs> you'll go to Jeeper, and you'll go to Mascaron, and we'll show you the we'll show you the Jeep. Show you the and Jeep. maybe Kos. Yeah, Cus <laughs> is beautiful. To, Kos is
2: beautiful. Yeah, Kos, you definitely
1: have to go over there. It's mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful place in Bordeaux. It's really really nice. Cus. You you to spoke about history. When
0: you go there, you you understand history. Exactly. Yo, Europe this is a huge part of why I think it's super important for everybody to travel so much history in europe that said i'm out here with some legendary people we live from paris france y'all Salut. <laughs> Salut.
1: Salut. Salut.
0: yeah man i'm just honored and excited for this man <laughs> like you. this is thanks this for is, having us thanks for having us thank you guys for having me thank you <laughs> you know not all of my interviews go like this mm-hmm. so i think some future guests might be a little upset <laughs> 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 what you know but no man this this is so cool like Tony, so you are retired now. Yes. But you're not quite retired because you. I'm retired I, from basketball. You retired from basketball. Exactly. <laughs> I can't say retired.
1: People will be pissed off. Yes. I'm like, how old are you? Years, <laughs> I'm like, just turned 40. Look, that's the dream. That's exactly. the dream. <laughs> no, no, I'm retired from basketball, but I stay very busy. Like, I love business. I love uh, investing. I love to give back. Mm-hmm. I'm very animated now uh, to give back to my country and give back to the youth. So I started with basketball, bought a basketball team, men's team, bought a women's team. Then I did my academy because I wanted to create a platform for kids that don't have the same opportunity. Or, you know, it's hard sometimes you know, for kids to make it, so I decided to do an academy. I got one in Lyon and one in Paris coming soon in 2024 after the Olympics. We're building the second one right now. And then, uh, basically, the way I look at, at business and how I invest is how, what I'm passionate about. Mm. And so, it's three things that I do. There's sports, education, and then art de vivre. Art de vivre is like, you know, in French, if I translate, it's like uh, the way of life, you know? Mm. And for me, the way of life is like wine and champagne. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I was like, I love, I love to enjoy my wine and my champagne. I was very lucky when I was drafted to the Spurs in our first road trip. I see my coach uh, reading a magazine on wine. I was like, oh, wow, you love wine? And I had no idea that my own coach had one of the biggest collection, like 3,000 bottles, you know? Like, he has a huge collection and love wine. I was like, oh, that's perfect for me. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> every dinner, I'm going to enjoy my coach. And every dinner, after every road trip, they will bring us to the best restaurants, and we'll try, like, a nice bottle. And so I was very blessed to be able to meet share my passion with him because i've been loving wine since i'm a kid yeah (laughs)
0: that's crazy so were there any other spurs players that picked up on wine
1: slowly but surely you know when i arrived in the u.s it was 2001. the u.s it was not the same you know with restaurants and wine i think it, 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 it was just the beginning it was just the beginning of chef from france come to the US, the American dream, show you know how they do the cooking and all the great restaurants, boulangerie, croissants, stuff like that, and the wine, fo- the wine followed. But I think it's only, I'll say, the last five years, maybe the last five, six years, where in my world, you know, the NBA they start loving the wine. I'll see Carmelo, Steph Curry, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, everybody was like on Instagram saying, hey, I had that bottle, I had that bottle. Look at the damage last night, you know? <laughs> it just started like recently, you know? It yeah. just started recently. And so for me, it, it made me very proud because I grew up with it, and me, it's in my culture, you know? Every time I do a dinner, we're gonna get a nice bottle of wine because for me, wine and champagne is all about sharing. Mm. It's about sharing with your friends, you know? talk about the vineyard, talk about the history. Oh, we drinking a, a 1929. Can you imagine what happened in 1929? It's all yeah. about sharing and stuff like that.
0: Yo, so even right now in uh, the
1: Barclays Center, you mm-hmm. got the Crown Club. Yep. You can get Petrus courtside, <laughs> you know? It's that, unbelievable. No, it's, man, it's unbelievable. It's it, started, it started, I think, like, you know, with the music industry and same the basketball industry. Everybody was dressing with like those baggies, long jeans, big shirts, like everything. And then the NBA code came, the NBA dress code arrived and everybody had to dress up. And at the music industry, Kanye arrived and started putting in all the suits, Jay-Z, same thing. And so then everybody was like dressing nice and I, I think after I think they drink maybe too much uh, whiskey or too much tequila, <laughs> but then they were like, now the wine is good too. You know, and so it's <laughs> funny. Like the wine is starting to really blow in the U.S. And you see it with the red wine and the white wine, but now you see it even with the rosé. The rosé is exploding too uh, in the U.S. too. It's the biggest
2: biggest market, huh? Rose yeah, no, no, the the US, market it's the rose biggest market. Rosé is the U.S.
1: Yeah, oh, wow. oh, for sure. Yeah, everybody loves the rosé now so oh it makes me proud it makes me proud it makes me happy and so now when i have people like you you know coming <laughs> coming to my country and, and sharing uh, i love that the the hip-hop world and and any kind of community like when they get interested in wine, i think it's pretty cool and it's from a
0: genuine interest though it's like we were talking earlier about this, the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. when you think about how important storytelling is in hip-hop and i mean Wine is all about the story, so why wouldn't it go together? It's such a natural progression, man. So, do you feel like um, your connection with wine maybe strengthens the connection with you and Greg Popovich? At all? Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because we had a connection, and then it starts from appreciating, you know, stuff. Because wine it's a long process yeah. to make a good wine. Work ethic, very disciplined, passionate people. So, if you connect on those values, But of course, in the basketball court, it's going to be the same thing. Work ethic, discipline, work hard to win a championship. (laughs) And so for me, it's a lot of stuff that's similar
0: that's interesting i only recently thought about that connection
1: do you feel like that uh played out at, on the basketball court at all For sure because they're the same values and you know, then you put it on the basketball court the funny thing is like with my teammates it took a little bit of time but we had a lot of international guys in my team yeah. so a lot of guys love wine but mm-hmm. our main guy our franchise guy the best player tim duncan yeah <laughs> he was like yeah I no clue you know <laughs> on the one and stuff like that so we had to do a little bit of an education and I'll always remember 2007 we had training camp in France. Training camp in France. We played one game in Lyon, one game in Paris. And I brought him to a very high-end restaurant. Very high-end. And he get his steak and he asked for ketchup. And I'm like, there's no ketchup in that restaurant, <laughs> Tim. There's no ketchup. You know, you know you know it. steak like in the U.S. You can't that ketchup. And it's funny, it's just a different, different, yeah, you know, totally different, different culture, culture you know. Over the years, and bringing him to to nice restaurants and trying like all the wine, slowly but surely, you know, he enjoyed it. You know, yeah. and he will join me in Pop and all the other guys drinking a, a glass of wine after the games. Yeah, definitely, man. This is dope. So you know, we
0: talked a little bit, but for everyone at home listening and watching. Uh, how did you make that decision to go from basketball to wine, and, and what has this time been like for you as a rookie in this
1: industry? So, for me, I always, I always knew it. I always knew that I will, I will invest in wine. Mm. So, during my career, I will invite all the vineyards, all my favorite ones. I will invite them Angelus, Petrus, Cheval Blanc. I will invite everybody to my house have a nice dinner coach pop was so happy every time we did their dinner. <laughs> the next day i would invite them to a Spurs game and i just wanted to you know develop a relationship with them you know and then in the summer i will go to the vineyards meet them because everybody got their own story own family very passionate you know they have great stories you know and i just wanted to learn about everybody and the way they do it their secrets and all that kind of stuff and so when i retired for me it was a no-brainer I was like, I'm gonna invest. Uh, I'm gonna invest. To the uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna invest in this world, but I want to make sure I do it the right way. Make sure I invest in something like quality, mm. that had a great story, and that matched my values, you know. Mm. And so slowly but surely, you know, I met uh, Mr. Revier and he was from Lyon. Uh, he used to own the team that I own now back in the day. And so we talked for like I don't know, like nine, ten months. And after a while, I was like, okay, but let's do something together. So I was very honored. I felt like really lucky to be able to invest in something that is like high quality because it's very hard nothing is for sale you know it's hard to, to invest in wine and stuff like this families generation after generation it's very hard so it's very lucky to be able to invest in something that is so such a high quality yeah. and then I start building my team because I'm like wine is a it's an adventure and so I met uh, I met Nico and uh, through uh, mutual friends I wanted to be with people that I can trust, you know, and so Nico was the, like the perfect guy for me uh, to guide me, you know, and to help me in this business because, like you said, I'm a rookie in, yeah. the, in this business world. And so it's been great. It's been great. You know? It's been dope, great. Man.
0: Now, like, what do you feel has been your biggest challenge so far? Biggest now, challenge? Dig, dig learning
1: everything because there's so much, so many wines, you know. Yeah. So many uh, different ways that you can do the wine and stuff like that. Uh, because me, when, when I'm playing, I'm just focusing on the top 30, the one that I like and yeah, then yeah. I want to order. But if you're in the just industry, you should scout everybody, you should know everybody. Just yeah. like when I play basketball, I know all 30 teams, yeah. every players, everybody. So that's why I'm trying to do on the wine, but it's more than 30 teams in wine, though. No? <laughs> <laughs> you go to Italy, <laughs> get a yeah. Exactly, and every country is different, you know, country you country different, you know yeah. so.
0: Yo, I I'm like that I think now in my career where I am starting to work with a lot of different countries and things like that, but I have pre my I'm not a trained Psalm or anything like that. I know me about either. what I like. Exactly. And I've only learned about what I like. And you should say
1: true to yourself. Because when people ask me, Yeah, hey, Tony, what's the number in it? I was I just say, I like it. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I don't need be a specialist. Yeah. I'm not a specialist. That, and like I'm not it. a sommelier. But I'll tell you, I like it or I don't like it. And I think if you want to talk to a specialist, that's why I am my guy. Pay him the big bucks, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but me, I'm not going to try to be somebody I'm not, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to tell you how I feel and how I like it or not.
0: So with that, moving into Rosé, what was it about Rosé that inspired you?
1: So me, I always loved Rosé. I I, I always love rose. you like a Bordeaux guy. Yes, I'm a Bordeaux guy, but in vacation, I will always drink rosé. Because rosé is a drink that normally you drink in the summer. Now I'm a little bit different. I feel like, hey, rosé, you can drink it whenever you want now. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's a great wine, you know, because everybody who's buying all those properties, they try to make the best wine, the best rosé that came. So in the summer, I will never drink red wine. I will always drink the rosé because rosé was like my my party drink, you know, like it was easy to drink, you know, And, 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 and it's always happened like that. I had no idea back in the day, 06, 07, when Brad Pitt bought me I had no idea that Rosé was going to go like this. I drank it because I liked it. And now, it's amazing now. It's like the number one market is in the US. Rosé is like exploding. And, and so category. for me, I was like happy because it's my favorite drink in the summer. That's all I drink in the summer. <laughs> I drink more uh, red and white during the year, like all year long, uh, Christmas, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But summer, summer is all about rosé. <laughs> nice. So basically, you're taking people through your palate.
2: That's um, why I tell you, it's like Napa. Yeah, exactly. Provence is like Napa. <laughs> it's pretty the same cépage. It's pretty the same history. It's pretty the same winery. When you go to Napa, when you go to Provence,
0: except the beach, we have uh,
2: Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the thing that that I've appreciated, and uh, you know, something that I just didn't come in assuming about. France is how just stylistically and culturally different every region is. And when I think about, you know, Provence, I think about Rose and you realize everything in the wine out there is like about the beach culture and everything (laughs) is around beach, you know, Mm. in Bordeaux, it's a little bit different, you know, it's a little more structured. It's a bit more. uh, um, I don't it's a bit different. It's a bit more straight-laced, you know, on Bordeaux. Then mm-hmm. you go to yeah, Burgundy, sure. it's a little bit more like farm country. It's yeah. just a different vibe everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, it's the sort of thing that you maybe assume a little bit, but you just never knew. I didn't know until I actually saw the it The older person. wine in
2: France was Provence. Older. Mm-hmm. It's from, from the Greece and Italian people. La Voix Romaine, Ro- Ro- Romaine, it was in Provence. Burgundy was after. So when you understand that, you understand that is the complexity of Provence. It's older, older, older. You need to have the the source of the the water. You need to understand where you can
1: put cru classé, where you can put normal normal wine. It's It's funny you say that, uh, Nico, because you know me, I was always like, if you think about French wine, mm-hmm. is it the Bordeaux or Burgundy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's a big war between mm-hmm. those two. They're very okay. proud people. Bordeaux is the best. Burgundy, how can you drink Bordeaux? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, they're very proud people. When I decided to invest with Monsieur Regat, I never tried the Provence red wine. Never. Like, never, because it will never come in my mind. Yes. Like, for me, you either drink Bordeaux or or then I'll drink Spanish wine or Mm. Italian wine, you know, and stuff like that, red wine. When I tried it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I had no idea. Because price-wise, that's the best, like, quality price that you can get, you know, because it's it's, it's not not expensive at all. No, no. And I was very surprised on the quality of the red wine of Provence. I had no idea. I had no idea before... that yeah. Nico that it was the oldest uh, wine and all that kind of stuff. I had no idea. And so now I always tell my friends, okay, if you don't have the money for Bordeaux and Burgundy, you should try Provence red wine. I was like, man. But
2: Bordeaux, it was the castle, it was the big family. Yeah. Burgundy was the church.
1: Yeah.
0: Because
2: yeah. the moines take care of the wine. Mm. And they, you try, and then we put Merceau, we're going to put Pulini, Moraché. But Provence, it was people like you and me,
0: yeah.
2: from Greece, from uh, Italia, uh, uh, before, before uh, Jesus Christ, before, before. It's crazy. And when you understand that and you drink the wine right now, you say, wow, what history. Insane. You drink history.
0: I hope you've been enjoying our Wine & Hip Hop Takes France series. A bunch of episodes that brought us from Burgundy to Bordeaux and not quite to Provence, but, a producer of wine from Provence. This run is legendary. Thinking about where I've come from to where I am now, I had to commemorate that with some fire merch so go to wineandhiphop.com hit the merch tab and check out our french collection where you can get our projects to provence hoodie or bronx to bordeaux tea or maybe the brooklyn to burgundy tea i mean it's your choice man it's a lot of fly stuff we got the new wine and hip hop trucker hats you want to support the brand you want to be fresh you want to commemorate this journey hit the merch tab and holla at your boy and you're seeing now just not even this NBA players also hip hop into wine. So Enjoy, like, yeah. so you know this is wine and hip hop, right? Hmm. So we got, we got we got to get into into your hip hop right? a little bit. I have so much respect for the team you put together. It was um, Booba, Booba, yeah. And which, first of all, this dude had a, a grizzly bear in like <laughs> a recent video. That was the most. You could try to talk gangster shit all you want. And take pictures yeah. in front of a project. You put that thug in front of a grizzly bear. See what he gonna do? <laughs> that that's was like, that was that's the, different. <laughs> that's, you know, that's something you don't see every day. You had a track with like, Wildin' and, uh, and Fabulous. And Fabulous, yep. Y'all in international ballin' Leia jet, global phone to callin' Pretty ladies from window to wallin' The man okay is Sandro Pay. I sip wine and listen to the banjo play The golf Godfather do it the and Brando way And they offer to the dawn yeah. But I'm stepping off another the Vuittons Tougher yeah. than croissants Off and yeah. often I be gone Woo. See the way the passport look Ever seen how the boat with the glass floor look? No? And Fabulous was dropping some wine lines. He was he was talking about wine. Yes, so, like, yes. what was uh, your early, like, hip-hop? influence?
1: So, for me, like, basketball and hip-hop, they're so close. Everybody knows, like, every basketball player wants to be a rapper, and a rapper wants to be a basketball player. It, like, I feel like the same world. When we're in basketball and before a game, you can see in the locker room, everybody is listening to music before a game. Like, it's a great way to... Motivate yourself, and uh, for me, music was a, a great way for me to get away from like all the pressure that we had to win championships and stuff like that. And so I loved it so much that I decided to do an album because I was writing and I wanted to express that side of me. I had a great experience, uh, met some great people, obviously fabulous, but I had a song with Jamie Foxx too. uh, uh, All the best French rappers, Booba, Soprano, like all of them. And uh, I had a great time. I had a great time, did one album, shot three videos. I had a a three-album contract, but then in the summer, They wanted me to go on tour, you know, go on tour and promote the album. But I wanted to play with the national team, too, you know, my French (laughs) team. You know, I wanted to go to the Olympics and the World Cup and all that kind of stuff. So then I had to choose. I had to choose between the music and playing with my national team. And so I decided to play with my national team. But I had a great time you know in the music world uh, with all those producers yeah. and uh, like all I, I felt like I learned so much about the music business and uh, I really enjoyed my time and uh, I will never regret it it was a great time and uh, now people sometime that I'm retired now they're like oh Tony are you gonna do uh, album number two <laughs> and I'm like oh no more in businesses yeah. and stuff like that like I feel like it, it's like behind me now you yeah know? like but, I needed to get it out exactly I got it out and but at the time when I was doing it I was a hundred percent I was incredible. all in I had my studio I was finish games, go straight to the studio. Like, I was very dedicated.
0: It's funny, so I told you, I used to rap before wine. Yeah, Yeah, before wine, yeah. It's one of those things, like, I still write, like, today. And I'll even still record I still still write today, huh? Absolutely. Do you like still write at all or just as no, a passion?
1: No, no, I don't write anymore. I don't go in the studio anymore. Uh, no. come on. I, no, yeah, I, I don't do it anymore. You got some
0: secret buzz? Like, 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 like now,
1: I, I go to a lot of concerts, though, because okay. when I was playing, I never had time, <laughs> time. to go to concerts. Right. Now, I feel like I go to every concert. As yeah. soon as you have a concert, I go because I love to, you know, like, like when you do a concert, that's when the, you know, the artist yeah. is like, you know, finally the album is out and now yeah. we're going to promote. And for me, to reward like an artist, you should go to his yeah. concert. And so that's what I do then.
0: You get, but the, that's the experiential piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you truly, there's been songs that I didn't like until I've heard it in a club with a bunch of people. And then when you see them actually performing and the it just reaction, takes it to yeah, a whole for different sure. thing and you see the artist reaction.
1: For me it, it happened a lot. Like I listen to an album and I like maybe, I don't know, two three songs, you know. And, and then I go to the album, I do I go to the concert and I'm like, oh, that song was on the album? Yeah. And then I like ten songs, you know, because of the like the, <laughs> the energy. performance. Uh, uh, the, the energy, the reaction uh-huh. of the crowd, and like, oh it's good. The energy yeah. is huge, man. It's so who do you who do you like now? Well, right. the last concert I went was Coplay. That's the last concert I went. It was amazing. Uh, Stade de France, so eighty thousand people. Actually, maybe a hundred thousand because with the with the, the middle. Floor. So yeah, so maybe a hundred thousand people. It was amazing. Like to be so good for that long, you know, because they've been they've been doing it forever. Yeah. And so that's the last concert I went, and uh, it, it was unbelievable. And it was in Paris. That was the last one. But I'm happy. Like all the artists. I feel like they're on fire because yeah. for two years, they couldn't do nothing because of COVID. They, they so drink, they, they're like, yeah, they drink I wine. <laughs> 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 That's the connection.
2: But, of but, but now they're mind. like
1: on fire. They have a lot yeah. of energy. So it's
0: pretty cool. You know, I, I love to see people out and doing their thing, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I listened to the, the song with Fab like recently because, you know, mm-hmm. prepping for the interview and everything. Yep. Yep. This is wine and hip hop. We got to We got to get into a little bit of the hip hop. And so I just thought it was really funny that Fab was rapping about wine back then. So
1: something I do... Wine, French kiss. uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. The balls were hot. Fab did his thing. He did his thing for sure. Well, Fab was was unbelievable at that time. In New York, he was like super hot. He was everything. Uh, 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 How did you uh, like uh, really think about uh, what uh, artist
0: you wanted to work uh, with? uh,
1: Who I like and who I listen to. And back then, Fab was like super hot. I uh, love the way that he rhymed and love the way that he expressed himself, you know, yeah. and he was just, uh, for me, uh, a genius, you know, yeah. the way he was writing and stuff like that. And so he's the first artist that asked. Yeah, he was that's like, so OK, dope. I want to do a single. I was like, OK, I need somebody from the U.S. because I wanted to do something. That's also internationally. that you
0: brought uh, French and, and English. Yeah, yeah, and,
1: and so that's why I was like, OK, I want to go with Fabulous. And so then I sent him the track, sent him uh, my verse. And it was like okay, I'm in. He loved it, and I don't know, like it was so fast. Maybe three, or four days after, he sent me back the the song with his verse.
0: It's it's great to see how international yeah. everything is. I mean, even like, you've seen the game of basketball get super international. Like, when you came in, it wasn't as no. international no. at all. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine the type yeah.
1: of bullshit you even dealt. Do- I heard Kobe learned... French, to talk, to talk trash shit. to you. Yeah. 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 It was funny, though. I respected it, though. You imagine, like, yeah. Kobe, like Kobe Bryant, you wow. know, I'm like, man, talking French, I was like... What was your reaction? It was Roddy
2: Turiav who spoke yeah. with him. I
1: started I start laughing. I was like, how long did it took you to learn? <laughs> <laughs> and it was no joke. Kobe did, didn't did it really.
0: actually throw you off, or was it like, I right.
1: No, it didn't throw me off, but it, but I was like, man, that's respect. Like, like, respect. Like, I was like, man, you know, respect. That's crazy. And the
0: game is so different now. Like, you know, it's so much faster. Mm-hmm. The three point shot is. Yeah, like everybody big. shoots threes.
1: Uh, it's like. What it's, do you- a, it's hard to compare errors, you know what I mean? Like, like for me, basketball now, it's almost like you can't play defense, you know what I mean? Like, because of the rule, and yeah. they, they want more points. Because when I was playing, it was less points. You know, defense was important. Yeah. Back in the 90s, when Michael was playing, forget it. It was yeah. like war, straight physical. <laughs> now, it's different, you know. It's yeah. just more offense. Uh, the fans likes it. It's a lot of, lot of, lot of buckets and a lot of threes. And for me, it's hard to compare errors, you know. Yeah. But I hap- I'm, I'm still happy where the game is. You know, the game is in a great place. Uh, we have great stars in our game, you know. and
0: Who do you
1: like right now? Right now? Um, Obviously I like to watch Golden State, you know, the yeah. Steph Curry is unbelievable. He yeah, he's unique, you know, the way that he's playing basketball. And it's funny because with the Spurs, we saw them coming, you know, they yeah. were upcoming, you know, <laughs> when we beat them in 2013 in the playoffs. Mark
0: I remember was still yeah, Mark Jackson was
1: still coaching. Yeah. And I remember being in the locker room, we just beat them and I, and I told Timmy, I was like, Man, this team's gonna be <laughs> like they're gonna be for real. Like I was like, those two guys, Steph and Clay, oh my god. And so sure enough. We won in two thousand fourteen, and two thousand fifteen. They start their, they start their, they their dynasty, and so we had our own dynasty. You know, winning four championships, five championships for Timmy, but Golden State, they did it the way we did it. You know, they from the draft through the draft, build the guys. You know, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and so it's very similar with yeah. what we did with the Spurs. And so I have a lot of respect for for the Warriors and the way they built their dynasties.
0: Yeah. I have to say, it's interesting how many principles you're taking from basketball and now infusing into the wine right because everything that we've talked about we've been talking for what about an hour now right and everything that we've discussed about wine has been about the fundamentals and quality and making sure that the quality is there all the way down from the sorting process but um come from the spurs, all Mm -hmm. fundamentals. Fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. So it's just interesting to see the principles that you carry on.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's similar. You know, obviously the work ethic, discipline, all that, we talked about it. But it's funny, the first time I went to the harvest and we had to try every, every, um, how can I say that, every piece of land, you know, they they numbered. You know, you Mm -hmm. have one piece of land, one piece of land, one piece of land. And I tried everything. They were like maybe over, I don't know, 100, 150. You know, little bottles and you know they put on, on the glass and you try and like okay the first 10 i was like okay but then after 20 30 i was <laughs> like i couldn't feel i couldn't feel <laughs> nothing in my palate i'm like man how do you feel the difference now between all those parcels you know we call that parcel yeah. you know and the difference and stuff like that to make that beautiful wine for the mix you know we talked about mm-hmm. it by same thing with basketball all those practices all those plays you know to yes. be perfect it's the same thing in the wine. It was an unbelievable process and I went through it and I'm like, man, I got a lot of work to do as a rookie, you got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but you
0: gotta you got pop here, man. You do got you got, you got, you got G-pop here, so you know I, I think you'll you'll be totally fine. And the thing is the wines are like Stella, like there's some times when you taste the wine and the wine making shines through. Yep. Yeah. You are going to have an amazing career in this. I think you probably got a couple more MVPs coming Thank your you. way. I'll definitely try hard. I'll definitely try hard. So, what do you think about the red? So, I'm tasting the, the syrah. I'm tasting like a lot of. Um you have your syrah, you know, the paper of syrah, the APC.
2: APC uh, is like apice, spice. spicy. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's a lot of syrah. So Syrah, you find it also at Côte Valley du Rhône, ouais, Rosermitage, yeah. Saint Joseph, mm-hmm. close at Lyon from yeah. t- uh, Tony Place. Yeah. So it's very important to find this cépage. It's very difficult to, to work with it because it's very f- uh, fragile. How uh, you say fragile, sorry? Fragile. Fragile. Mm-hmm. So you need to be delicate with it. That's why in Napa, you used a, lo- a lot of Petite Syrah and Syrah because it's gravitaire and all terrace. so it's with the hands make only that's why you can use also in in Côte de provence in this castle is the red is good it's not the case everywhere it's not the case everywhere not, not every provence can make great wine because of their terroir no they make good rosé because rosé ah. i don't say easy to make rosé i don't say that huh? but it's only for one year so if it's not good you have the next vintage you know red you need to put in barrique take care put in bottle sell the bottle is 18 so four years after it's
1: different. Barrique, barrels. Barrels. I'm, I'm doing his English at the same time. Yeah, but. No, I mean, it's perfect. Oh, yeah. no, it's perfect. Because, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. like, that, you have the French way. Like, that exactly. our, our American people can know Barrique. Yeah. And then barrels. That, yeah. That's why now you have wine in NBA. Because yeah. you have
0: French in NBA. Yeah. <laughs> it's a much more international game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's so much more. Yo, and you're right, though. Like, a lot of rappers. You even got J. Cole in the, in the African League. Know, I mean, in the African League, yeah. I appreciate that. Yo, you don't want to be the front guy for this. You want the wine to leave. How do you want
1: this to be received? It's a great question. Uh, I think I just want like people in the wine business just saying that we produce something that is, they're proud of it proud of the French region of Provence, you know, because there's a Provence region to make rosé and something that you can drink in every, like, best table you know, in France. But at the same time I would love to a certain extent to try to keep it affordable for for everybody you know, so we try to find like a a happy middle, you know what I mean? Uh, Because rosé is not expensive like red or or white you know, so I think we can try try to keep it as a price range like everybody can enjoy it. So that'd be like our goal, you know, to try to Make something special that can be affordable for everybody.
0: I'll tell you right now, the like, wine is stellar.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So and I'm loving that Jeep, though. I gotta say, that mm-hmm. stood out to me. And it doesn't even taste like other Blanc de Blancs that I've had. Uh, different. You know, like, yeah. it means like the aromatics are jumping out. It's funny, out of the glass. Uh, I was
1: with Nico and we tried it with Alain Ducasse. You know, Ducasse is like, the like the Michael Jordan of, of chefs, yeah. you know. And so we're sitting there, and me and Nico, like, man, he's gonna try it. Mm. Let's see what he thinks, you know. At breakfast. Uh, yeah, at breakfast too. It was morning. I'm like, why? <laughs> we did the meeting at morning. It was 35 like
2: the, stars Michelin. Yeah. Wow.
1: So we had some pressure. <laughs> so we had some pressure, you know. A, so yeah. me and Nico, we're looking at him. He's trying it. Anyway, like this, he was like, up. Oh. Mm. Try is like. Okay, Nico, quality is good, let's do it. Like, for like, well, like one second, I'm like, that's it? That, that you're not taking another sip? <laughs> and he's like, no, he knew already. He knew already. <laughs> oh and I was like, oh, wow. I was like, wow. So it was oh pretty impressive. God.
2: And it's a small house. It's not a big house. They don't want to make Big big volume because when you make big big volume in, your, in champagne, it's not your own grapes. Yeah. Exactly, it's not your own grapes. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a mm. that's a big thing. What he just said, you know, because when you yes. produce too much, for sure, it's not going to be your grapes. And so right now, that we like our, our thing is like we want to make sure that everything you're drinking is from our land. You know, mm-hmm. our grapes. You know, so that you know what's in the bottle.
0: Yeah. One thing that I think is really interesting for people to um, learn about you is talk about your involvement in the business day to day. You know, I know, um, I think this vintage was the first, this harvest was your first harvest with them, right? So yes. talk about your your uh, hands-on work with them and so how I mean, you implement your personality.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm very lucky that uh, that Mr. Rebier is like, you can be involved as much as you want. Yeah. So basically I pick and choose, you know, with my schedule because I have a lot of stuff that I'm yeah. doing, but, but I'm very lucky that I can come anytime I want. I can go to the harvest. I can go to when they decide, you know, how they are gonna do the mix and everything. And I can kind of like build my team too, you know? And so I'm like, it's great. You know, I can go and see if I'm gonna like it. I knew I was gonna like it, but but, uh, how much I wanna be hands on, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely giving me uh, basically whatever I wanna do and in my pace.
0: That's that's cool. I love to see that you, building a team, bringing in like quality people. You know, it's the team. It's important. Aspect, it's important. Yeah. I mean, the it's team important. is the, uh, that's what a boss does. Builds a great team. And, Come from uh, a team
1: sport. And I know <laughs> in a team sport, everybody is important. From the superstar, from the guy who plays five minutes. Right. Everybody is important. To win a championship or to have a great business or do a great one, everybody is important.
0: Yeah. And especially like, you think about how ahead you were, like, right? The NBA is now wine's a thing. Like, there's actual specific wine initiatives in the end. I think there's like a... Shout out to my man Andre Mack. I think he's like the official wine person for yeah, the NBA. Like it's like that. a thing. I don't know the you know, exact I'm thing. talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, I know but what it's like about. a thing.
1: I don't know his exact title, but it's something, something like with that.
0: The NBA. I know he uh, has an official something thing.
1: Something like that.
0: It's yeah. NBA sanctioned. I something will say that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he can use the logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of like how ahead of all of that you were is just really interesting, man. And I think that a big part of like being a boss and being a leader is understanding where things are going because you were already there. I tell people all the time, with this wine and hip hop shit, it's gonna be a long time before a motherfucker catch up to me. You know, it's gonna be a while before there's another Michael Jackson. That's what I always tell people and give them that comparison. But because you're so far ahead and you were already in the culture, I feel like you know how to attach to all of the different parts of the culture that are now just receiving. Hundred percent agree. And Tony wants to make all the meetings.
2: He wants to come to see the restaurant the restaurant people to to understand where we sell the wine. And that's very important. Talk about hands-on, yeah. Yeah. He
1: knows. (laughs) I go to every meeting, restaurants, everything, everything. So that's Uh, why we're gonna drink. That's why we're gonna try here. That's a Bordeaux. That's one of the best Bordeaux in the world, one of the best wine in the world. After Lafitte, hein.
0: Jean Sébastien, (laughs) Lafitte One, 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 one. <laughs>
1: uh, what, uh, <laughs> but that's why we're drinking, for you to uh, and, um, and the best yeah.
2: year, oh. Yeah, 2009
1: is a great year. It was a great year for Bordeaux 2009. They always talk about, you know, 82, uh, 47. Why 47, oh, you 82, say 82? Because it's my year. Ah, yes. Everybody <laughs> says 82 was great. 82, 2000. <laughs> yeah. And then they say 2009 was a great year, too. Oh, yeah. I think it's better than 2010. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for yep. sharing, man. Yep. I'm, yeah, I've only seen Jesus. the nine <laughs> <that shit>. collection now <laughs> in like auction catalogs. Maybe not in person, you know. I like nine.
1: That's my number. <laughs> the jersey got retired. <laughs> 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 got to keep it alive. <laughs>
0: so now with
1: other NBA players,
0: also in the wine business, have you guys talked at all or
1: spoken about experience? It's funny that yes, the only one that I talked to and it was Chris Paul. But because Chris Paul, we friends, you know, and so we talked right, he about He grabbed them for wine. Yeah, right. we talked we talked about <laughs> the rose exactly. So you like the big brother with this shit. Like, all right, little man, let me tell you something. You Getting in this
0: wine thing.
1: <laughs> Chris has <laughs> been Chris has been smart with his investment.
0: So uh, when I was in France last, mm-hmm. I did that show, tasting those from the streets. And uh, I had wines from Dujac mm-hmm. and uh, Lafon. Yes, okay. And both Jeremy uh, Stacey and Dominic mm-hmm. Lafon were there. And I asked them both, I'm like, look, if you could produce wines from anywhere else in the world, where would you produce it? You know,
1: obviously, I'm biased, but this but is really good.
0: I cannot thank you guys enough. This is legendary. I've had Côte now, but I'm like an off-vintage type of guy. <laughs> you, know, you, you Catch me in some of the years that you got to roll the dice on. <laughs> That's where you'll see me, you know, I'm my paddles up right away with that. But this. I've only seen on the page. And they make very good white at Cus, yeah. also. Yeah, and that's Coss.
2: difficult to find good white at Bordeaux. So that's the same project. Make good wine, small quantity, but the best.
0: That's
1: dope. and, that, yeah. and then you make it rare. <laughs> you yeah. so is big
0: time. The thing that I'm most happy about is that the wines are held first you know again nothing against like larger brands or anything like that but i appreciate that just focus on like the niche style and like look i'm not trying to sell a million cases i'm just trying to sell whatever is made that year and that's a big part of it it's like you could have a bad year things could change whatever and that's what's special about a vintage is fleeting you know except in champagne They, they gonna make figure you. it out. <laughs> they it That's out the magic champagne. of champagne. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, man. I, I have nothing but great things to say. I hope everyone jumps straight on
1: this. Thank you. Um, you know when you do tasting, you, usually you have to spit. You know, you know you have to mm-hmm. spit. But I'm like, and I always tell Nico that I was like, man, how can you want me to spit, man? All those great wine that we're drinking. And I, and I, and now I'm like being in the wine business. Now I understand sometimes they pit, yeah. you know, because it's a lot, you know. Yeah. But today with you i'm not spinning No, nah, right. we're not spinning. i'm not spinning Mm-mm. nico nico you're not spinning <laughs> i swear it, to god man. you're going to finish <laughs> we, all we three of it. those glasses <laughs> i just I,
2: I, I just have my new baby last last week oh so you need that and i'm sleeping maximum two hours by night right now because i have two kids one year different
0: and so, congratulations thank uh, you thank congrats. you guys i have to ask man talking about kids i have my son 16 years old you're gonna be in the mba soon i know if, What advice do you have for Ezekiel and those other young kids that are coming up?
1: I always say that to my academy kids. I say, if you say your dream to somebody and he's not laughing at you, you're not dreaming big enough. Mm. So when I was saying it when I was in France and like you said earlier, no Europeans, I'm the first European point guard who made it in the NBA. So when I was a kid and I say, I want to go to the NBA, I want to be the first point guard. They were like, all laughing, like whatever. You're too small, too skinny. There's no French guys in the NBA, you know? Then the floor. Exactly. (laughs) And now, who's laughing now? Drinking an all 9 cost with you, who's laughing now? (laughs) Who's laughing now? But they were making fun of me. So I always say to the kids at my academy, I'm like, dream big. Dream big. You never know. There's no limit, you know? As long as you work hard and you discipline, you know? You never know what can be your limits. And maybe it's not the end, but maybe it can be a great business or something else. You know, it's a lot of stuff. If you want to stay in sports, you can do You yeah, can be a course. trainer, you can be a commentaries. Days. You know, what I mean, you yeah. can be a GM, you know, it's a lot of stuff you can do coach. You know, a lot of stuff you can do. But this dream big, that's, that's my thing. Yeah, dream big. No limits. Dream big. Study, you know, work. And that's what I did. I watched Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was my idol. Yeah. My dad is uh, from Chicago, born and raised, so we were huge Bulls fans. Watch Michael. And it's so funny, when I was 14 years old, my dad bought a trip to Chicago. Went to see the Bulls play, it was 96, when they beat the record at the time, 72 wins. So it was unbelievable that year. Took a picture with Michael. And it's so funny, you fast forward, and it's 2002, and I'm playing against Michael. My first, <laughs> my first year in the NBA. And I was like, it's unbelievable how it works. You know what I mean? Uh, and I remember in 2009, he invited me in Santa Barbara to his basketball camp to work with his kids. So I brought the picture. I brought the picture, you know, to Mike, to show him, you know, and I was like, it's funny how you can affect, you know, people's life. You know what I mean? You never know, never know. And now I got a lot of French guys who used to watch me play because I was like the Michael Jordan of France, you know? And now all the French guys, you know, when they talk about like when they watch the Spurs and they watch us winning championships and they took a picture with me when they were a kid. It's funny, you know? And it's funny how you can have an impact on the kid's life, you know, and so that's what I'm trying to do now. I want to try to impact as many lives as I can, as many kids as I can, because, you know, when you have a dream, that gives you fuel, you know, yeah. to make it in your life.
0: It's it's dope that, you know, when you're so relatable and two, you still feel that, that passion and that hunger. Yep. Like you still connect with their passion to help to try to bring people out because I mean, you don't have to do all of these things. It's, it's truly- And a- that's
1: why I will never judge uh, the other guys. Everybody can do whatever they want. But yeah. me, I feel like a responsibility as an ambassador of French basketball and everything that mm-hmm. I accomplished. I feel like, a, a, like kind of a responsibility to make sure that the next generation is in good hands, you know? Yeah. And then other guys, they can do whatever they want. Maybe they will never Invest, you know, I never do stuff. But me personally, I want to give back. Yeah,
0: no, that it, it makes all the difference, man. I, uh, I have to say, I came here with like a level of ten respect, and I mean, at this point, there's, there's no, it, we have the gym on this. Oh,
1: like, thank I, you. I, I, <laughs> thank you. This thank is you. like thank thank a you. different thank level.
0: You. I would have never, like, one. The wines are like. This is not something I expected. I'll say that I expected the wines to be good, but the wines are like out of this world. man. this is, this is really great, man. I'm, I'm excited to share these wines with some of my friends back home. You know, I'm, I'm gonna bring a couple bottles back, you know, so y'all don't call me all at once. Tony, I can't thank you enough and thank you
1: for welcoming me in the Paris. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers to that. Thank you for everything. And congrats on your baby. Hopefully yeah. Yeah. you hope get some sleep. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this was A Moment in Wine and Hip Hop, brought to you by Crew Love.